Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and his good friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all of my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, January 14th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I have built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C against the spread pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. Picks that get an A are the ones I love, picks that get a B are the ones I like, and picks that get a C are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Please subscribe if you aren't already. For those of you on YouTube, leave a comment about the play you like the most or the one you think you might be wrong on. Uh, yesterday, Jake, I, I, I feel like we should just do a whole podcast today on how awesome we are. I feel like yesterday, you know, tech check. We talked about Iowa, the Iowa game. You got Iowa. I got the over check South Alabama check San Francisco check Gonzaga check. I mean, yesterday was fantastic. The apex went five and one, the B picks went nine and seven. That makes the apex 17 and six for the week. The B picks 22 and 14 other than the awesomeness that we, that we are. What else did we learn yesterday, Jake? Yesterday, a couple of the big lessons we got was everybody should be riding Texas Tech and Wisconsin because they're an absolute wagon and tell them until until it stops because Texas Tech just is just on a different kind of run with fatigued legs. They still blew out Oklahoma State, and that's still without their leading scorer, who's a game-time decision every night, so it's got to be closer and closer to him coming in. And Johnny Davis only had 14 for Wisconsin. Tyler Wall and Brad Davidson really played extremely well last night. And if that keeps going, both those teams are going to be really, really hard to beat, let alone, like, not cover. Um, And the Pac-12 is not as good as the rankings say. Man, they, like, it seems, I mean, Arizona is is that team, but Oregon had high expectations, and they're they're playing better now, but – do not have a good resume. USC seems to be a fraud since after going 13 wins, but really beating no one now dropped two of the last three, or is it two in a row? And then uh, obviously UCLA getting beat by Oregon in overtime last night. UCLA is not, not that good. I think they got a lot of respect for the tournament run they made last year, which was incredible, but I think it was more of the right team, right time than them being good. Yeah, but. UCLA had a, had a great run last year, and they've clearly got some talent, uh, but just not quite able to put it together. You know, if, if you're a Pac-12 fan, your hope kind of rests back on Oregon now, who was one of the huge disappointments to start the season. Uh, but Oregon at least trending in the right direction as opposed to most of the conference outside of Arizona. We talked about this yesterday. It's like this seems to happen every year. There's, you know, maybe one good Pac-12 team, and then there's a couple that are supposed to be good that disappoint. Maybe somebody looks good, but then they get to conference and they just all cannibalize itself, each other. And it just has not gone well for that conference lately, which is, uh, like I said yesterday, a little disappointing. Um, like I said, I guess your hope's on Oregon at this point uh, to, to come up with a good second team there. Uh, but not as good as uh, we would hope. Uh, we'll talk about tonight's game onto a conference that is as good as we thought it would be the Big Ten. We've got two Big Ten games tonight of interest. Um, uh, 5.30 p.m. Nebraska at Purdue. I've got a B pick. My model thinks this should be Purdue minus 23. So I've got a B pick on Purdue minus 20. Holy cow, this line. I, 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 Nebraska is very bad. 
at Purdue, and and you know, I I, I don't love laying this many points. I don't love laying this many points at a conference game. I don't love laying this many points with a Purdue team that sometimes doesn't really want to just destroy their opponents like we think they should. Uh, I'm going to show and trust the process because the model doesn't tend to make numbers this big in conference games. I mean, the model thinking this should be 23 is just kind of blows my mind for a conference game. Jake, what's your take? I'm the same way. Like, it scares me to death to back a conference game minus 20, let alone backing this Purdue team that's not been playing well recently. And, I mean, they are – like, Nebraska's a scrappy team, but they just – they don't have the talent to keep up with Purdue at all this year. Like, they've lost all four of their Big Ten games. Uh, Most of them weren't as close to the score. Um, Like, they do have three players that are kind of fun to watch with uh, Verge Jr. and McGowan's and Walker, but – they're not anything super special or anything. Um, but, man, Purdue, they have the most efficient offense, like according to Ken Palm and whatever other ratings you want to look at. But their defense is lacking, and I think it kind of leans back to their uh, their coaching a little bit here. I'm not the biggest Matt Painter fan, but uh, you're right. They don't, they're don't. they not like sharks smelling blood in the water. They, they just kind of fall asleep at times. Like – and even in that Penn State game, it's like they were getting ready to run away with it and just black and they stay right back in. Yeah. So it, to me, like this is the last time I'm back in Purdue and, until they prove me they can do it on these big numbers. Like, yeah. Because we there's been several times with big numbers and then they let the team sneak back in. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like even Nickel State, who isn't yeah. very good at all, they they scored 90 against this Purdue team. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's going to be a while, but I, I think Purdue's the play tonight one because they're the much better offense and Nebraska's still trying to recover from that beating Kofi gave them. So yeah. that, that builds well for Edie and Williams tonight. Yeah. And I think, I think the thought here is that if Purdue's defense get back on track, Nebraska's offense is going to be what does it. This to me feels like a game that you should know relatively early on. This to me is a 95 to 53 type game and Purdue just destroys them or Purdue just lets them hang around and they're never going to step the number. This, I, I, I don't think this is going to be a close one. It's going to be, you're going to know early on if, you know, if, if, if you've won your money on this one. Um, and you might have a similar story in the other big 10 game at 8 PM central time. We have Michigan at Illinois. I've got a B pick on Illinois minus nine and a half. The model thinks it should be Illinois minus 11. Michigan has not won a game since December 18th. We talked about Michigan a week ago today in preparation for that Michigan, Michigan state game. That didn't happen. Um, I, I, we're unsure of exactly what's happening COVID-wise with Michigan because a lot of that information doesn't come out. So we don't really know again who might have had it, how their legs are, et cetera. But that to me might be the tipping point to make me lean towards Illinois uh, just because of the fact that A, they're the better team, they're the home team. Um, and again, if there is any issue with that with fatigue, uh, against Michigan, that's kind of the, the the tipping point to get me over the hump here for Illinois. What's your pick? Yeah, I'm 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 all over Illinois on this one. I, I think the line is I don't I don't know why it's so low. Michigan has been off for for a while. They have really bad guard play, and that like I don't understand how that happened. But all of a sudden, it was just, they come into this year. And they have bad guards. I think they're kind of a mentally weak team. Um, when pressure hits or anything like that, they just kind of 
break down a little bit, especially like like game pressure or like a press like type thing. They just break down and turn the ball over, and it's just it'll end up being bad. And I mean, Hunter Dickinson is a great player, but anytime you don't have a guard that's similarly talented with a really good big guy, you can't get the ball to him. And because he can't handle the ball dribbling up the floor, it's rare that you run into a LeBron or Paolo Blanchero or something like that that can do it all. But I mean, Kofi, that matchup with Kofi is going to be a fun one to watch with those two battling it out. But like I said, the difference is the guards. Like in uh, Illinois, got Plummer, Frazier, and Grandison that shoot the ball well. They don't really turn the ball over that much. They play in your face defense and they play off Kofi well. And what I mean by that is like not only do they let like give him time to post up and things like that, but they use him like he's posted up on the other side of the lane. They drive the one side, making it hard on the defenders, or they and they move after they uh, pass him when he's posted up and then. So any kind of doubles get mixed up, and he find, and he's a great passer. So he finds them they shoot the ball well. The, the play here is Illinois. Michigan just doesn't have it this year. And I think you make a good point there. If if you've got good a good game plan for Illinois, they should be able to exploit the advantage that they can get from Kofi to then exploit Michigan's weaker guard play. Um, uh, it's going to be a tall task for Michigan's defense to be able to guard. To, to handle everything, right? to, 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 to deal with Kofi, which is tough enough. And then, like you said, uh, deal with the guards when they play off of that, when they kind of use him, not quite as a decoy necessarily, but sometimes the decoy, sometimes as a someone to pass it off to somebody else for the open shot. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I think Illinois is the right side. Uh, a couple other games uh, of interest tonight. The one we're going to talk about is Davidson at Richmond. Uh, this is kind of your fun uh, mid-major contest it's at 8 p.m central uh i've got an over pick for you here i'm going over 143 and a half the model thinks it should be 146. jake my key question for you here uh my model pegs this right around the spread the model's nine and one back in davidson it has loved to pick davidson it has done really well with davidson my question to you has the number caught up to davidson finally or is there still value on them tonight on the road what do you think i i, I like davidson um, I think I don't think it's quite caught up to him yet. I, I think this Davidson team's a little bit better than where, where the numbers lie right now. Uh, they've won 12 straight games, which is and that includes beating Alabama. So they're playing very well, like they're well coached and they shoot the ball extremely well. Uh, 41 and a half from deep, 50 from the floor, 76 from the free throw line. So they, they just it's really hard to put a team away that can shoot like that because at any point they can just go hot from three and it's like they're right back in it and they don't turn the ball over well. I think they average nine turnovers. So they're not giving you extra chances. Um, but, and this Richmond team's kind of been disappointing based on the expectations they had coming in this year. Um, they don't really have any of those good wins, even though they've had opportunities and then they're not getting blown out in those games. They're, they're right there. It's just, they can't get over the hump. Um, Tyler Burton has been very, very good this year. But like it's Jacob Gilliard that I, I think is kind of letting them down from an offensive standpoint. He's is known as a really good defender, and he's playing great defense. He's just not having the offensive year, people thought. And I, I, that's why I, I think Davidson is a very underranked team, and I think they will show it tonight. All right. All right. And that wraps us up for the Friday 
games are going to break down. We're going to break down two Saturday games for you, a little preview. There are no spreads out as of the time of this recording, so we cannot make any uh, picks there. But Saturday at noon, we have probably the biggest game of the day, Tennessee at Kentucky, obviously on top of uh, the fact that it's two good teams, conference uh, race implications, you got a rivalry game there. The model thinks this will be Kentucky minus five. I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'm going to say this line is going to be right around five, maybe a shade lower, but I feel pretty confident that's about where this line's going to be. I think really surprised otherwise. Jake, if the line is four and a half or five, uh, where Kentucky favored, are you taking the points with Tennessee or, or are you laying them with Kentucky? I'm actually taking the points with Tennessee. All right. I, th- okay. I, think Kentucky, I think Kentucky will win the game, but that's just based on Tennessee's lack of offense, and that's driving me wild as a Tennessee fan. Um, but Tennessee is putting up some ridiculous statistics right now defensively, like the, the how many points they're holding the game. I can't remember the exact number, but it's it's ridiculously low. They're forcing twenty turnovers a game in SEC play, and I mean they're just their defense is impeccable right now. It's ridiculous. And I, I don't think that uh, Kentucky's going to be able to get past that enough to, to stretch it to like five to 10 or more. Um, but I mean, the biggest key matchup in the game is Tennessee's big guys versus Sheikway. Like that guy is just on an unreal gear. I'm sure West Virginia is crying every time they look and see his stat line where he's 20-something rebounds and 30 points or something crazy like that. Um, but I really think Tennessee's defense, especially picking on Ty Ty, and that will really keep them in the game. I mean, and, uh, Barnes has the uh, Kentucky's number this year, with or not this year, the, like the past few years. They've, they've, got, they've won four of the last six, including two in a row in Lexington. Which is a tough place to, to, to get some wins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's so you a think, little wild there, but. So you're thinking Tennessee plus five offers some value if that's what the line is, if they can keep it close, uh, and that you're getting some value with that points. Maybe they squeak out a close one, but if not, kind of, if it's a close game at the end, you, you, you kind of got, you got your money either way. Yeah. 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 I mean, Tennessee shoots the ball well from the free throw line at the end of games. Not so much all game, but like the Stogie <laughs> shoots. It's like 70% throughout the game, but it's like 85 in the last two minutes in overtime. So I don't know when it gets tight, he shows up, I guess. All right. right. And then a lot of interesting Big 12 games tomorrow. Uh, We're going to highlight the one with the tightest spread, 1 p.m. Central time, Texas at Iowa State. The model says this should be Texas minus one. And I'm a little surprised that the model says that Texas should still be favored on the road. The model's backed Iowa State 12 times this year. The model has liked Iowa State. They've been really good to us. They've been a team that's been great to back. And the model picked up on that early, uh, which has really helped. Uh, This game, to me, is going to be fascinating. You have clearly Texas, the better team, uh, more talent. But uh, we've talked about this all week. We talked about it last week with – you know, really tough road atmospheres in the Big 12. That's going to be a tough place to play. That gym will be rocking. And, you know, the the, the model saying it should be around a pick should be a fantastic game to watch. Jake, what's your take for this game? So I, I think this is the game to watch tomorrow or Saturday. Like, it, it is just I think, going to be an incredible game. Two really talented teams. Two teams that kind of play opposite styles. Like, who's going to be able to do it? Like, and – 
I think Iowa State at home in that defense they have right now is just incredible. I think I think they're at, still averaging 57 points a game, allowing only 57, and that's a ridiculous number holding teams under 60. Um, so it's just I think that's the difference that pushes them. But I, it's going to be really hard for me to make a play on this because this game is going to be like tit for tat. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It'll, it'll be the game I'm watching, but that's yeah, I- yeah. yeah, I agree. I think we'll learn a lot from it. We continue to talk about Texas as the year goes on. You know, are they able to put it together or whatever? Just another big test for them. And the Big 12, it seems like you get at least one of these a week where you say, there's a, here's another opportunity for you to take a step forward. Uh, Texas with that opportunity here to, to continue to, to, to merge together as a team uh, heading towards March at Iowa State, a chance to have another statement win uh, and continue their really incredible season so far. Uh, we've got a couple buzzer beaters for you. I've got two of them. I've got an A pick on Marist minus five and a half versus Siena. And then I've got a B pick for you. Uh, also 6 p.m. Central Iona minus 15 against the Manhattan team who has not played since before Christmas. So a large layoff for Manhattan. I don't think they will have the likes to be able to keep up with, uh, Iona. Uh, Jake, what do you have for us? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really like both those picks. Like with a weaker slate tonight, it's hard to find games, but those two are really, really good. Um, but I, I want to take my time and spot, kind of spotlight tomorrow or Saturday's uh, mid-major matchups. Like it's not a, an incredible slate after the games we've mentioned, but there's some big mid-major matchups that could help you come March. You got Belmont and Murray State in the OVC. That, that'll be a really, really good game. That's the two that best should, there. I must say that should decide the conference race. Yeah, right, yeah they're, teams, they're, right? They're, and then you've got Vermont and UMBC. Those are two good teams going at it. Um, you've got Chattanooga and Furman. I think that's another one that will decide the conference. Um, even though Chattanooga let us down last time, they laid an egg. So they're going to be a little angry, but Furman's right there. And you have North Texas and Western Kentucky. Those are two two really good mid-major teams that are getting ready. Like, those could be fun to watch if, if you can get to them. I believe they're all on ESPN+. Plus. I'm sure they're around somewhere locally. But those are good ones to keep an eye eye on to see who you like to come march absolutely yes yeah, good uh mid-major games are always fun uh got a good chance to see some of these teams uh just so that you've at least watched them a couple times before you get to conference tournament and and, and march madness uh so you're kind of aware of uh what you think of some of these teams that are going to be you know 10 11 12 13 type seeds um and that's all we've got for you today thanks for tuning in to another episode of picks with a professor a reminder check out the google sheet for all picks and totals on all of today's games we'll have them again uh for saturday and for sunday if you haven't done so yet click that subscribe button for a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season so we will see you here on monday and until then remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet your eating money